If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Your show was better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease, so I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the weirdo alternative wacko medicine idiots off of my ass. Thank you, Dr. Scott. My pleasure, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question that you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-Poohhead. And follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at DRScottWM. Visit our website at DrSteve.com for podcast medical news and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Yeah, for real. Don't do that. <laughs> Tacey will be along later. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon and online shopping needs. And uh, um, Dr. Scott, you helped me set up my uh, tilt table, which is basically uh, an inversion table for back pain. Mm -hmm. Greatest thing I've ever bought. Good, good, good. And if you want to look at it, go to backpain.drsteve.com. And you got to spell out Dr. Steve, not just Dr. Steve. Uh, backpain.drsteve.com or go to stuff.drsteve.com. You can see the one that I bought. And it's worth every penny, I'm telling you. It's under 500 bucks. Mm, it's a nice, it's, it's it was a, a little nice. bit of, uh, yeah. uh, of uh, an investment, but it was easy to put together. And it has changed my life yeah. for the better. Uh, and check out if you want to lose weight with me because that's helping me. Um, with my back as well, Noom, N-O-O-M, is a psychology program, not a diet, that helps change your relationship with food. It's been very successful for me. I'm on my, I'm getting ready to be on my third year. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a new lifestyle. I, I can't imagine living any other way. Noom, N-O-O-M dot drsteve.com. We'll get you two weeks free. You can try it out. If you don't like it, to hell with it. If you like it, you get three months at 20% off. You get a counselor. You get a group. You get a group counselor. You have these little modules that you do. It really takes five minutes every day. You log your food. No points. None of that. Mm. It's easy. It really was pretty easy. Yeah. And it starts to shift your thinking toward uh, toward ways or, you know, to more functional behaviors that you end up losing weight. And maintaining it. And then Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. You got any nasal spray on there yet? 
Not yet. Are you ever going to have it? I yes, mean, seriously, are. if you're no, not going to have it, I'll shut up about I it. I swear. I just. I you don't know swear. Okay, everybody heard that. On. He I swears. The, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I'm not paying him enough, obviously. Who? Your webmaster? No, Let no me webmaster. do it. <laughs> I can put it on there right now. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, for fuck. I, I have it on there. One week. You are a jam genius. One week. All right. Okie doke. Well, <laughs> um, we're going to do a COVID-free show today, I oh, think. Oh, cool. I just... <laughs> Give it a try. I mean, what's going on in India is disturbing. If that is a new strain, then we're dealing with a, a whole new pandemic. But l- let me tell you something. If it is, and I don't have any evidence that it is, mm-hmm. it could be that they've got a billion people and you only have a few tens of million people vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But and people are just sick of social distancing, and so people are getting the virus. And uh, if it is a new variant that is resistant to our immune systems, I have full confidence that the mRNA vaccines can be retooled within a month or two mm-hmm. to have us a booster uh, that will um, also, or actually a new vaccine for this new variant if we need one. Right. They won't have to go through the 9 to 12 months worth of studying that they did before because they've already done the safety studies. This is just a tweak, so it's really um, not necessarily a new vaccine. So variants can go through a lot faster phase 3 trials than the uh, than the other ones do. So I think we'll be just fine with that. That would be wonderful. And, uh, and, you know, let's bump it out. I hear people saying, well, the, you know, the first world countries are keeping it from the third world countries. I, I hope that that's not true. My understanding is that it's been almost a billion people in this world have been vaccinated. And that's way more people than are in the United States and yeah. way more than have been vaccinated here. So I'm hoping that we are not being assholes about the vaccine. and that We are, you know, sharing it with other countries and stuff like that, because everybody yeah. who wants it should be able to get it. Yes. In my opinion. Agreed. Totally agree. But anyway. Um, all right. Very good. Hey, would you do me a favor? And while we're sitting here talking, would you uh, call text my wife and tell her to come up? I think she may be free. We haven't had Tacey on the show in way too long. During the pandemic, it was great. She was home every day. And now her job has reopened, and now she's on the road three nights a week. What you would think, oh, boy, you're a bachelor three nights a week. I do get to do some ham radio and some other things like that, but I also, you know, lose out on watching TV. We have to watch everything all at once. When she gets home, there's so many cool things on now. Mm-hmm. So, But uh, Liam, my oldest, is now 18, and... Uh, so he and I are watching Alone. Have you ever watched that? No, I haven't. It's called Alone. Yeah. They take people, and I, I'm sure you've heard of Naked and Afraid. They get these people who think that they are survival experts, and they strip them of all their clothes, <laughs> and they throw them in this thing. And then they just, most of the time. Meltdown. The, yeah, it's not, it's not a good. Oh, God. And, but these people are like people who make a living teaching other people how to do survival. And here she is. Yay! Here's oh, Tasty. Yeah. Hello. Oh, I almost um, oh, hit the... There you go. Hello, love. 
I've got your mic off, so just go ahead and switch it on. Okay, it's, it's, it brings the show to a screeching halt. There we go. All right, there you are. That's what Hello. I do. <laughs> well, so how's it been? You have not been on the show in many, many weeks. Your fans are clamoring for you to return. Oh, clamoring, I'm sure. <laughs> and uh, how's it? So, what's it like being back out there in the field? It's all right. Is it? Yeah, I guess that's what you got to say, right? Because people from your company listen. (laughs) (laughs) You love it. You know you do. I'm adjusting. I'm figuring it out. Yep. And we're going to retire just as soon as we can, right? I'm adapting. Yes. Yes. We? All of us? Or is this you two? Am I included in this? You can retire anytime you want to. Oh, thank you. You're Mr. Moneybag. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. This guy, he goes to Florida. Loaded. He drops a quarter of a million bucks on a beer store. <laughs> yes. And uh, and just doesn't even... All for fun. Think about it. Just for fun. It's, you know... Money. If it wasn't for that damn thing, we uh, we could all be retired now, couldn't we? You think? <laughs> now? Nah, well, I didn't lose nearly as much as you did. Well, it was the that. aggravation. That was, <laughs> the loss is the aggravation. <laughs> I, I got a... Um, before we get on to the questions, we got a million questions. Cool. Um, I want to give a plug to my friend Mario. Mario is um, a gentleman of Polish descent, which is, doesn't have anything to do with anything. Except he lives in the you know in the EU, living in Ireland now, which is I don't even know if Ireland's part of the EU anymore. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm very confused. But um, he uh, runs a company called GeckoLogic.com. And they make this thing called the Gecko Loop Sense, which we've had on this show before. He also has another website called Phonic, P-H-O-N-I-C, Bloom, bloom bloom.com, where he makes kind of uh, related instruments. He has uh, the Polyphonic Whale, which the wooden version is now sold out. And he has uh, gecko loop synths on there in wooden cases and stuff. But he's got a new thing called the MMXXT-APE. So it's mixtape, right? And it's a byte beat sequencer and fractal explorer. Stop it. And he sent me one. And I uh, just turned it on just before the show. I can barely make it do anything, but I did find something that, that I can make it do. And um, it's just, it's very eight bit kind of eight bit sounding stuff, and but I think that um, you can do some granular things with it to make these eight bit sounds sound differently. But here, let me. Um... So it's a little sequencer. Is he talking in Spanish? I don't want to talk about. What are we doing? You've We're stepped, gonna. Scott and I are gonna jam. You stepped into an alternate Mario's dimension. Thing. Because Mario lives in another country. Now we're gonna jam with him. Ready? Yep. <laughs> it's a little out of tune. Where are you, Scott? I need volume. Give me volume. Give me volume, baby. Is this what 
what you guys do now? <laughs> is this what we do? Anyway, check out Mario at, uh, I don't know what happened to Scott on that one, but um, check out Scott uh, Mario's genius little instruments, and they're very inexpensive, too, at phonicbloom.com. And we, we don't get anything for it. He's just a friend. So anyway. Good failure. And if I figure out how to do some other cool things with this thing, I'll bring it back. But I literally opened it a minute ago before the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you got to do to do that much. I'll, I bet we'll get a dang um, uh, a dang copyright hit on uh, YouTube over that <laughs> for some reason. Or maybe or maybe a link to a YouTube where you know how to play. Last it. show I played uh, the Tucci band. Um, train song or train blues or something like that by Steve Tucci who is uh, he who bones she who owns uh, pigs and snakes uh, on the podcast and um, we got a, a copyright hit from CD Baby now CD Baby is one of those places where you send your tunes and they'll make CDs for you and apparently they're very proprietary about CDs that are made on their service, and so we got a copyright hit on that. I'm trying to, you know, I said, gosh, if 10 people hear this song, it's probably 10 more than heard it. Sorry, Steve, just kidding, but, you know, before, but they get a copyright hit. So anyway, all right, you ready to do actual something? Let's do it. Scott and Tacey, neither one of them are, are you know, they've, I've just lost them, so that's okay. No, right. I'm not paying Don't attention. Take, Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. All right, fair enough. Thank you, Ronnie B. Let's do this. Hey, Dr. Steve, how are you? Hey, man. That is a really weird question that I was thinking about. Well, that's um, the right show. Basically, when people do drugs or alcohol, um, that increases their heart rate. Why is that different than, like, cardio? I know it sounds dumb, but <laughs> I guess... I just am wondering what the base function is, is being changed. Like your heart is just beating faster. Yeah. Whether you do one or the other. That's a good why question. It's an interesting isn't question. Doing drugs or drinking to increase yeah, your heart so, rate. So why isn't drinking and doing drugs good for you? Then? That's what he's saying. <laughs> why can, is it? Is can it you bad? just make your since it makes your heart rate go faster and right. exercise makes your heart rate go faster? Right. Isn't it the same thing? Well, sometimes my Fitbit says I'm in fat burn and I'm just sitting there. <laughs> and I think that's because of the Synthroid that I take. But um, You're burning fat. Yeah. And I'm. Keep it up, Tace. So doing I great. have had that same question. Yep. So the thing is, is that the reason your heart beats faster when you exercise is because <laughs> because when you you're using muscles and of course they need blood flow they need and oxygen then the, yeah. the, and they right and they need oxygen and they start generating lactic acid that's that burn that you get is the lactic acid and your body needs to clear that and to do that you have to your heart beats faster to try to pump more oxygen and to and to clear more lactic acid now, if I just make your heart beat faster, it'll it may do something for or against your heart. That's fine, but it doesn't do anything for the rest of your body. It doesn't do anything for your exercise tolerance. Right now, right the uh, the reason that when you drink alcohol, your heart rate goes up initially. If you take one drink, it's a vasodilator. Mm-hmm. You know, and we people who listen to this show for a long time know what I'm talking about. 
when I say vasodilator, but it is it takes your blood vessels and makes their caliber bigger. Mm-hmm. Relaxes them. And when you right, when you relax the blood vessels, you have the same volume of blood going through a larger area. Mm-hmm. Right? So the blood the pressure has to drop. Less resistance. Yep. Exactly right. Yep. So if you remember your elementary physics that that relates flow with pressure and resistance. The way I always remembered it when I was a kid learning ham radio was eagle equals Indian over rabbit. Okay. Is that right? No, no. <laughs> Indian equals eagle over rabbit. Okay. So I equals E over R. That means the current or the flow equals the pressure divided by the resistance. Mm-hmm. So if the resistance goes down, the pressure has to, I mean, the flow has to go up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, concomitantly, the pressure drops. So uh, if you uh, so if you drink one drink, the blood vessels relax, your blood pressure drops, the heart has to beat faster to, to um, uh, maintain that pressure. To, to, right, to maintain. Yeah. Now, if you uh, drink more than one drink, mm-hmm. then it becomes a vasoconstrictor. And then you go, well, why is the heart beating faster? Well, because there's a second thing that happens when you, when you um, drink a second drink is you start getting activation of the fight-or-flight mechanism. So you start pouring adrenaline into your system, and the first thing that that does is make your heart beat faster yep. to pump more blood. Because if you're trying to run away from a saber-toothed tiger, you need more blood pumping everywhere. Yep. And that's it. And what, Hey, Dr. Steve, what do you think yep. about the, the uh, dehydration component of it, too? Causing a little bit of an increase in the heart rate. Absolutely. Bit, yeah. So that, yeah, there's all of, with the alcohol. I'm going to give you one of these. Yeah, for give yourself a bill. Because it's multifactorial, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yep. Alcohol can act as a diuretic. Mm-hmm. Most people notice when they when they first start drinking, all of a sudden they start pissing. Right. And um, my roommate in college used to um, have that phenomenon, but he would be passed out at that point. And so we would be at a frat party (laughs) and there'd be a bunch of cool girls hanging around and he'd be passed out on the couch and all of a sudden he'd just start pissing his pants. And when you do that with jeans on, it's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. Then we'd have to pick him up and, you know, the look on the girl's face is like, ew, he is so gross. I think it's a mood killer there, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. And he wondered why he never got laid in, you know, in college. Poor kid. He... He was an interesting guy. Um, when I first met him, first off, he was there was there were supposed to be three people in our dorm room, right? And he we knew he was a sophomore. The other guy that was in there was a freshman. His name was Rob Arigetti. And uh, this other guy whose name was Richard um, didn't show up for a week. We figured he wasn't coming, hmm. you know. And then one day I walk in and there's this guy on the top bunk. And uh, he was passed out. And I didn't talk to him for two days. Every time I'd come in, he would be passed out. So anyway, he finally chased poor old Rob off. And so Richard and I were roommates. And this was this was Richard's uh, this is the best roommate you could ever have. Um, this was his his protocol at seven in the morning. He would wake up and smoke pot <laughs> then he'd go back to bed totally skip class 
And then at 11 o'clock, he would wake up and watch the soap opera called The Edge of Night. Oh. Now, The Edge of Night was a mystery soap opera written by, oh, gosh, what was it? Can you look it up? Who wrote sure. The Edge of Night? Sure. He was a famous mystery writer. <laughs> and he would write that. And so he would watch that. And that's where Dixie Carter got her stop. You know who Dixie Carter is, yes, right? Yes, I do. Okay. She got her start on there. Um. And uh, he would watch The Edge of Night, and then he would go back to bed again. At four in the afternoon, well, he would, of course, smoke pot. At four in the afternoon, Henry, Harry, Henry something, right? Elliot Lawrence. No, I didn't know who I'm thinking of. No. So like, the, the it was like Henry Slezak or something like that. Okay, no, Elliot El- El- Lawrence did the, the, the music. Too. Yeah, thank you. Hang on, let me, let me find you get him. Hey, come on now. Hey, this is this this. It, it's not like this fucking soap opera was this you know, five <laughs> no, five years ago. It was in black I'm and white. I'm having a dig. I'm having a dig here, man. The edge of night. Wait a minute. I could probably do that better than that. The edge of night. So, uh, and he would smoke pot. And then he'd go back to bed at four in the mor- in the afternoon. He would get up and drive to the ABC store. Oh my goodness! And buy a bottle of Brass Monkey. Brass Monkey was a pre-made cocktail that tastes sort of like hypnotic, if you've ever had that. Henry Sleazar. Henry Sleazar. That, well, I, was, I was right. I said Sleazak, I think. That Sleazaks were the things on uh, the land beyond time or whatever. Anyway, um, so it was very well written. It was, I mean, it was a mis- it, it kind of had murder mystery stuff in it. Uh so he would at four in the afternoon he would go buy a bottle of brass monkey and then he'd start just yelling at people outside our dorm room and we were three floors up in the dorm where by the way streaking started in 1975 in mangum dormitory at university of north carolina chapel hill look it up we were the first ones to streak as a matter of fact my naked ass was on walter cronkite how about that? Now that I did not know. You know, I never told you that story. No. Okay, forget Richard. I'll tell you that story. So they, this, we had this guy in our dorm that worked at Channel Eleven in Durham, North Carolina, and it was a CBS affiliate. That's where Walter Cronkite. So he, when people started streaking. Um, he said, let's organize it in our dorm and I'll have the cameras out there and we'll put it on the news. Oh, my goodness. So he had it so it was behind. You couldn't see anything. You just see asses. So, And what they did was they filled up our dorm. Our dorm was uh, Mangum Dorm, four or five stories. Okay. Filled up with naked, sweaty guys. And then they go, 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 go. And then we'd come out the bottom, out this, out this door, right? And I was wearing... Um, a Groucho Marx, you know, the, the bushy eyebrows and the nose and the mustache mask and a tie. And that was it. All I had on was a tie. And you can see me running right past Walter Cronkite's face. He did sort of this feature at the end of the show. And he's, you know, well, that's the way it is. You know, it's May 23rd, whatever. And uh, there, there's my stupid ass with this Groucho Marx mask running past Walter Cronkite's face. <laughs> Well, here's when you're streaking and there are thousands of people outside waiting to watch this. It's cool because you're with a whole bunch of other people and they're all naked. Mm-hmm. I've never been naked in a crowd before, but you're running past these cheering crowds and all this stuff. Well, I was in a group that, and the 
so you just sort of followed the person in front of you. Well, the somewhere in front of me, somebody branched off and decided they were going to go streak through the library. And I'm just following the person in front of me, and we go through the library, and <laughs> you know, and then run back out. the The main group is gone. Oh no! So we run around and try to figure out what the hell. We come back to Mangum Dorm, and that now there's no people lining the streets. It's as if the parade is already over and everybody is milling around. And here we are, and these people start looking. It's like, who the hell are these assholes? Oh, my gosh. Now, when you run into a crowd like that, <laughs> and you're naked, and they're not, mm. all of a sudden, you're naked. Shrinkage. I un- Shrinkage. I understand how Adam and Eve or felt after they ate the apple, right? All of a sudden, they were naked. Yep. Before that, everything was fine. They eat the apple, and it's, oh, God, i got to put some clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> but except I couldn't get to my dorm because there were thousands of people out there. So I am walking through this crowd of thousands of people. Oh my god. Completely naked except for a, a tie and try to cover up your junk with a necktie. Let's get back to the roommate. Oh yes, god. okay. Is this the roommate who would just eat jelly? Yes, 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 yes. He yes. would just eat those free jelly. So he never had any money. And he, uh, we would go to restaurants. They would have pots of jelly, and he would just eat the jelly out of the pot. Oh my god! Get a he would get water and then so eat jelly. Where is he now? Well, I I don't know. I don't know. I I don't, I don't want to say. Oh I, I called him and we were going to get together, and then I never heard from him again. So I don't know if something bad happened to him or what. That's why I'm not saying his whole name. How long ago? But I loved the guy. He was one of the. Listen, this was the, one of the smartest people I've ever met. He turned me on to. Um, well, he didn't turn me on to Firesign Theater, but he was a fan of Firesign Theater. He turned me on to a bunch of different um, uh, jazz things, Harry Parch, you know, microtonal music, all kinds of stuff. He turned me on to. His brain just couldn't handle being constrained. He would get the syllabus for the class, and he would just show up for the test. That was the only time he'd show up. And he'd wow. take the test and he'd pass. Wow. He got through uh, freshman year that way because freshman year is a little different. You know, it's these big, giant classes. You can just show up for the test. And you, if you're a gen- super genius, you can pass. Sophomore year, all of a sudden, you're doing some things in your major. And he was a radio, television, motion pictures major like I was. And uh, he showed up six weeks into this uh, television production class. And the teacher's like, who the hell are you? You know, where have you been? Oh, my gosh. You know, they now all of a sudden they people knew that you weren't there in those oh, giant boy. classes of 500 people or whatever. You know, you, you can hide. Yeah, you just don't show up. Yep. But anyway, um, yeah, so he um, obviously didn't make it through sophomore year, but didn't tell his parents that. Oh, my so they paid for him to go back his junior year, and he just kind of lived in his car and hung out at our my place and stuff like that. And his parents would go, hey, we never got your grades. He's like, oh, they keep messing up and all this stuff. And uh, oh, goodness. finally they called the school said, we never got our son's grades. And they said, well, maybe it's because he didn't attend. Oh, God. And he flunked out his sophomore the year. previous year. So just imagine that you're 20 years old and your parents – have to ground you oh god so they made him they gave him this really crappy car made him get a uh, um uh paper out 
<laughs> so by a two to, uh, so two, kids two kids who are listening to this go to class do the work don't just get up and smoke pot and watch tv and school. and eat jelly and eat mm-hmm. jelly right well as they said in animal house fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life son. <laughs> right right <laughs> mr blutarski zero, zero point point zero well richard had a zero point zero he was richard blutarski <laughs> He was as funny as Blue. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. All right. I don't, I'm not 100% sure how I got off on that, but oh, was I miss old that. Richard, though. God, he was fun. He was so much fun, but, you know, it was like watching. You just knew nothing good was going to no. come of it, but we had yeah. so much fun with him. It's like watching the, the wheels on a fast car. His kind of sense of humor was so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just too smart for himself. I I have some relatives that have IQs of 200 and stuff, and they are, you know, they don't do real, real well in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, all right. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Let's uh, see what this little person has to say. Hello, Dr. Steve. I have a... A uh, problem where I had a ureco tract removed. Okay. And so part of my intestine and bladder came out with that. I ha- This was about six months ago now. Okay. I have noticed recently that when I want to pee, I have lost control of the outer sphincter in my penis. Like the one that you can kind of hold at the tip when you really have to go. I only can use the the one at the base instead of both. Is this a problem that I should go see with my doctor, or am I overthinking things? Okay, I don't have one of those. I don't have a sphincter at the end of my penis. Do you? No. No, 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 no. no. It's a lot more this person, proximal, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, you have know. a sphincter at the base, yep. Yep. and then there is um, a, a bulbocavernosis, which is if you dribble, maybe I wonder if he's just talking about he's dribbling now. Mm-hmm. 
if you dribble, it's coming from this bulbar urethra, which is at the very base. And people will try to say, well, I, I shake my, my member and it's still, I still dribble when I put my, mm-hmm. my junk back in my pants. And that's because the, the urine isn't trapped in the end of the, of the urethra or the, you know, the, the uh, tube inside right. the penis it's actually trapped in the base of the penis and what you got to do if you want to get rid of that dribbling is milk it from the base right then that'll stop that dribbling yeah but what this guy he had a urecus and the urecus is a remnant of a channel that went between the bladder and the belly button which initially drained um the fetus during pregnancy when when they were in the womb okay well they're in utero yeah exactly in why yes right they're actually in the 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 mother uh there's this channel that goes from the bladder to um the um uh, the belly button area you know this the um cord and um it's a way that they can uh, drain some waste products and that it usually seals off around the 12th week of gestation and then the kid just starts pissing mm-hmm. inside the mother right. uh, inside the you know the amniotic sac and that's right. what makes amniotic fluid right there's nothing else it, it makes amniotic fluid it's kid piss yep urine and uh, thank you urine you yes urine. okay i'm sorry i used <laughs> a, a bad word <laughs> and normally paid. you would just have a cord like this fiber, fibrous cord, if you dissect in, you can see it. It's still there, but it's there's nothing to it. Now, we have some people that when there's no sealing off of that, that they'll still drain out of their um, navel, their umbilicus, their belly button. Sometimes they'll get a cyst there. I've seen people with urachal cysts. Sometimes uh, you'll get what's called a urachal sinus, which is where it's open on the belly button end, but closed at the bladder end. And you can get a diverticulum, too, where you just get a blooping out. I mean, there's all kinds. Anything that could go wrong with a tube, you can have with this thing. I've had people that had bleeding out of their uh, belly button, Mm -hmm. and it was a remnant from their urachus. So when when, uh, you have a patent one, in other words, one that's open all the way, uh, you'll have clear urine leaks out at the umbilicus or the belly button. And um, sometimes that can cause infection because now that's not st- – you have a non-sterile communication between the bladder and the outside world because mm-hmm. most people don't clean their their umbilicus very well. No. So uh, they treat it. They go in and do surgery. Okay. Now, after the surgery – it shouldn't have any more problems, and that should be it. So I don't know what in the hell he's talking about, no. this sphincter at the end of his penis, unless he's just a you know a, got a really strange anatomy. Yeah, I was just think it's anatomically that it doesn't even begin to add up. No, 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 no. It's just kind so of close, a, yeah. at that point when it gets to the end at the meatus, which is spelled M M E A T U S, so it's spelled meatus, but it's pronounced meatus. Once it gets there, it's it really is kind of just a passive tube at that point. Mm-hmm. There's little Lying. flaps at the end kind of keeping things yep. in. Yep. Yeah, now if he can control those flaps, mm-hmm. he's got a career in porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. other than that, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. So I think what it is is he's dribbling and just um, milk from the base. All you dribblers out there, don't just shake. 
Don't just shake when you're done. Put your hand down at the at the very base, right where the scrotum and all that stuff is, where the penis meets the body, mm-hmm. and put pressure down there as far down the base as you can, and just milk it up, and that you won't dribble in your pants anymore. Hey, and you know, some take it one unless just, you're just incontinent, yeah, and t- or take it one step further, just because we don't know how old the guy is, but. You know, a lot of times we'll see dribbling with with uh, guys with prostatitis. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, that, I'm that talking would, about normal, no, plain old dribbling. No, I, I know, I, but I just yes, sir. Yeah, who knows? He you might are correct, sir. He may have something else going on. So. Yeah, and if you keep dribbling despite that, then yeah. you may have a problem. Get somebody to check Dr. it out. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Check it out. If you think you have a patent urachus or a urachal cyst, or you're bleeding from your belly button, or you've got weird smells coming from there, or if you're dribbling and you can't make it stop just with the simple massage we talked about you need to see somebody yeah, totally. okay all right fair enough hey dr steve it's albert from albuquerque hey albert it's been a long time how you guys been yeah we're doing all right how awesome. you doing great hey listen i wanted to talk to you about the <laughs> recent uh question i had and uh for something else let me just state uh it's not covid related thank you let's talk about my balls Okay. And my prostate. Cool. Um, Just recently had a situation, went to my doctor. Uh, My my prostate started elevating about a year ago in November. The PSA for my prostate um, came back at uh, 5.6, up about two points from two years previous. And um, so we retested in April, and uh, lo and behold, it's 6.6. Okay. So uh, he recommended that I go see a urologist. Yes. Uh, well, coincidentally, at the same time that I had the uh, the PSA done, I asked him, because we hadn't tracked testosterone in a long time. I was curious, if not, nothing else, about that. So I asked him to do a testosterone test, <laughs> and he did. Um, well, I went to see the urologist, um, and uh, the urologist did a digital exam. Good news is he, he feels that, you know, the, the prostate's enlarged but didn't feel abnormal at all. Okay. I've got no family history of prostate cancer, so that also made him feel good. You know, in uh, 2021, if you say digital rectal exam, people think of, you know, you're doing some imaging study or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, no, digit, you're using one of your digits, digits. You're shoving a finger up somebody's rear end and you're feeling their prostate. That's what that is. Okay. I have a story about that. Okay, good. Um, I mentioned... Did they check your prostate that way, Tay? No. <laughs> well, let me let, let him finish. Hold that thought. My <laughs> testicles are my, my testosterone level to him. Uh-oh. Oh, no! And oh, no. I think oh. I'm around 1,100, over 1,000 for the testosterone. What? And uh, he said he's not seen one really that high um, and found that interesting. Part of his regular examination, he did a third exam of my testicles. I mean, he spent yeah. some time making sure they're, the boys are well, I bet the right shape, the nice right and size, and they feel normal. Out that much testosterone. Um, he's a senior <laughs> urologist. I feel very, very comfortable with him. He's actually Good. my doctor's doctor. Okay. So uh, anyways, uh, he's going to, uh, course of action is we're getting, uh, I had blood work drawn again to verify it was not just an anomaly or a bad lab test potentially for the testosterone. Yeah. Um, and he went to get another snapshot of the PSA. And uh, reevaluation with him uh, in a short order after that, and he's going to do a little research on his side and reference that he likely will refer me to an endocrinologist to, ver- to take a look at the, uh, the yes. testosterone levels if they maintain at that high level. But 
you're a genius, man. So I wanted to get your opinion on uh, what you think this is. I don't think it's necessarily cause and effect. However, it's 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 anecdotal that they're both there right now. So um, yeah, I'd be curious to hear any feedback you have on this. Okay. More importantly, I'd love to hear Tasty the next time I listen to it say, uh, you know, that. Uh, well, okay, I, d- I didn't do that. Um, you, well, you got your wish, bro. So, Tacey? Yes, sir. What were you going to say? And I'm gonna okay, so question. I have a friend whose husband used to always harass her about anal sex. Okay. And then he got a digital prostate exam. <laughs> oh, and he said never again? He said never again. Isn't that something? <laughs> because he used to tell her she'd just get used to it. Isn't that interesting? Yes. See, so he got a little bit of his own medicine. A little empathy goes a long way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I love it. So she got empathy and she got validation. And both. freedom from... And freedom. And empathy and validation are two of your most powerful tools mm-hmm. when you're communicating with someone. So <laughs> he got a little bit of both. <laughs> she did. So oh, <laughs> isn't that interesting? Isn't it? Um, I... Yeah, I, I mean, I got the colonoscopy without, um, without anesthesia, and I'm like, I don't know what Tacy's complaining about. <laughs> anyway. So, um, high testosterone in males—it's uncommon for high testosterone in males to happen, mainly because we have these uh, feedback s- systems that prevent it. When the testosterone gets a little bit high, the um, pituitary says, hey, produce less. And then the testicles calm down. And then it, and then when it starts to drop, pituitary says, make more. And then it comes back up again. And usually it keeps it in a nice, even keel. Those sort of feedback loops, we see that all the time in the in the body um, with, with basically with everything. Hmm. You know, there's always a... Something that will cause the level to come up and then something that will cause the level to come down. Those two two things are always in balance with each other. And what that allows is when you have a system that way, that if you need a precipitous increase, you just shut the one pathway off and the other one can take over. And uh, so it's a very responsive system. It's also a system that's well designed to keep things on an even keel. Uh, so it is unusual uh, but every once in a while, you'll see it in people that use steroids. You know, sure. If you're taking Enhances, steroids sure. and you're overdosing, that could happen. Um, and um, sometimes supplementation can happen, and you're not aware of it if you're taking something from a, let's say, I don't know, a supplement store, and they got something weird. Right. You, know, you got some male enhancement thing that actually has testosterone in it. Right. But you can also have issues with the adrenal glands, the testicles, you know, but sex hormone producing adrenal tumors are rare. It happens um, in one in every 500,000 people, men. And those can be non-cancerous, too. So I just don't want this guy freaking out. But what I want him to do is to do exactly what they said they're going to do, which is to the first thing you do when you get an abnormal test result that's really unexpected, just te- Try do it again. test it again. Yep. Every once in a while, the lab will screw up or you just had a weird day or something and it just comes back to normal. And if it's trending back to normal, it's called regression to the mean. You forget about it. 
or well for the short term and, and then uh, check it again later yeah then check it again <laughs> later yeah that's right yeah, that's right just in case so that's the first thing i would do is just repeat that blood work under ideal conditions and then uh if it's still elevated then absolutely go see an endocrinologist that's what they're going to do though is they're going to there's some blood work that they can do to see um if, if your testosterone is high but the hormones that tell the testicles to produce testosterone are low that tells you that the testicles are doing this on their own mm-hmm. okay. now if it's high and those are high then it's it may be that it's something in the pituitary is wrong yeah, pituitary gland, yep. so they'll look at all that stuff yep. okay um, and you know they may get do some imaging too, mm-hmm. but they'll figure get it a out. Head, yeah. This head image. This one Just is less scary than most of these kinds of things. That's why I don't mind saying the T word. In most of the time, if I think somebody might have cancer, I'll just say go get checked and yeah. email me if you need further information. But on this one, uh, it's it's most likely going to be something that's very treatable, mm-hmm. and I just don't want him to not go. Because yeah. you think, wow, I got high testosterone. That's awesome. Awesome, baby. So, all right. Okie dokie. Let's try this one. Hey, Dr. Steve, Dr. Scott, how y'all doing, gentlemen? Hey, good man. How are All you? All right, B. Hey, hey, I, I said, how are you? Oh. Y'all just don't listen to nothing. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to try this one out for you. For some reason, I've noticed that my heart, I could feel my heart beating harder than normal, and it's to the point that my lady friend, we could be laying in bed, nothing's been done, no sexual intercourse or anything, but it just starts to the point that she could feel the bed kind of jerk a little bit from my heartbeat. I've noticed that there are occasions, not necessarily when it's beating hard, but it's more pronounced when it's beating hard for no reason, that it skips a beat. And it's, yeah. it'll beat, beat, beat. And then beat, 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 beat. beat. Yeah. You know, it has irregular skips in between it. Yep. So I'm just curious if that was something I should be concerned about. I actually have a doctor's appointment coming up in a couple of weeks, and that is something I'm going to breach, broach to her. But just out of curiosity, seeing what you want to hear your opinion on it. Yep. And I need y'all to fix your audio because if you couldn't hear me when I said hello, that's your problem. Not <laughs> okay, that's our problem. We weren't listening. As we well. know it's our yeah. problem. We just don't listen. Uh, hey, thanks for the call, and that's a great question. Yes. Um, do, you, do, you want, do you know what he's got? I know what he's got. Well, it sounds like he's got some you know, new onset intermittent tachycardia or arrhythmia. Uh, yeah, he's got a little. Man, I'm going to give you No, he's got. He's, no, you suck. Yeah, he's got an arrhythmia. <laughs> Well, true, true. Yeah. Technically, technically, I I think he just has PVC. So there's yeah. premature ventricular contractions, are uh, a situation where the beat or the heart will beat slightly early, mm-hmm. which seems not what he has. Except then once it beats early, it will pause. Right, and so you'll get beat, 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 beat. And then it'll hold. And while it's holding, what people don't realize is just because you're not pushing blood out doesn't mean blood isn't coming back in. There's a lot of momentum to that because the the drive to push blood back in to the heart comes from uh, contraction of the venous side plus contraction of muscles, breathing, all kinds of stuff will drive blood back. Gravity from above. It's like a freight train moving. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it goes beat, 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 and then it pauses, but it's still filling up. And it's like, oh, I'm getting over full. Oh, I'm getting so full. And now, boom, 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 boom. And I've got it. It has to pump it back out again. And so you'll get these really heavy Mm. contractions as the heart is trying to pump out that extra blood. Mm. So what do you do for that? Well, um, it depends. 
most people have them. Yeah. If you if you put a monitor on every single person, almost everybody would have them during the day. But most of the time, they don't notice it. I've noticed it a few times in my life. Uh, athletes, I would. One of the things I would ask him is, how do you work out? Do you run? Because athletes who have PVCs, that's actually a sign of a healthy heart. Mm-hmm. So, um, I. But if he's symptomatic and it drives him crazy, there is medication that you can take for him. And one of those medications would be a beta blocker. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and they have those now that are so specific that they really don't cause as much, um, if any, erectile dysfunction as they used to. Yeah, and you know, you think other things, hydration, stress levels, you know, stress. Oh, can, yeah. All those all things, those can things can make PVCs it more or, apparent. Or, 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 you know, arrhythmias. So you, know. you want to really know what it is. Let's say you're his primary care mm-hmm. and you are uncomfortable treating this until you know what it is sure do you know what the we've talked about this test before do you know what he what what you would use on this person given that it's not happening when you see them yeah no like an halter monitor that's close you could do a halter a halter monitor will monitor every single heartbeat the patient Mm -hmm. has for 24 to 48 hours especially if it doesn't happen while he's in there and you're listening to the. but if it doesn't happen every day you won't catch anything yeah so what i would use Mm -hmm is an event monitor. Okay. Now, an event monitor is something you can wear for a month, but it will only record when you push the button. Okay. So it's always monitoring your heart. When you push the button, it'll take the 30 seconds before uh, you pushed it and record that and then record for another 30 seconds. So you get a minute, something or, like that, whatever, yeah. however they have it set up. <clears throat> um, but that's for intermittent kinds of problems like this that just happen at random and you can't catch them happening and if it doesn't happen every single day then a holter monitor won't help mm-hmm. okay cool all right so that's what i would do i would and you know after i did all the blood work and do a baseline cardiogram and all that stuff and take a thorough history do a physical supplements included <coughs> medications that's and correct. supplements yes. too yeah. Yeah. oh give yourself give, a bill yeah, yeah. Because um, some of the supplements, you know, you can take, if the gentleman's an athlete, he's taking something can throw him off, throw his heart out of the rhythm, too. What would be some of those supplements, Dr. Scott? Because you've talked about them on this show. Well, one of, my, one of my favorites, it's not even legal anymore, but I'm sure they still use the ephedra. Give yourself yeah. a bill. That's exactly so there's right. There's a lot. Of, and too much caffeine, Dr. Steve. You yep. know, sometimes they'll do it, too. So yep. you never know. Yeah, energy drinks, that kind of stuff. I would yep. expect that that would uh, also cause PVCs. Let's look up real quick. Um, uh, what makes pvcs worse this is carl on watp hates this when you do research on the air it's like why don't you just hey, cut that out you it's the only time we've got to do research i know right? <laughs> we don't have any other time to do it okay uh alcohol and caffeine are the two big ones there you go so there you go yep yeah. cool all man right. good well, thanks that was a good that was a good that question was excellent Steve. question i like it all right i like both of those yep hey dr steve this is rex Sexton. And I have a question for you that I've wondered for a long time, but it seems like nobody... That sounds like some uh, like detective from the 30s or something. Sounds like he's His in witness, name was he's witness protection. <laughs> he's in witness protection. Or a porn star. Nobody <laughs> can answer it, whether they're unwilling for whatever reason. Uh, and Google does not... Uh, have the results I'm looking for. You don't need Google when you got us around, is, my brother. <laughs> if one was to acquire or develop uh, an, a lower-level STD, let's say, like uh, chlamydia or gonorrhea, 
is it possible that eventually your body defeats the virus on or the bacteria, whatever it is, on its own? Hmm. Or is it more likely that it will sit there in some fashion in your body, uh, you know, indefinitely until it is cured yeah. uh, and could eventually lead to other problems such as for just, you know, a made-up example, a terrible eye infection that uh, renders your eye weepy for probably the rest of your life. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a very specific <laughs> random example. Asking for a friend, of course. Yeah. Um, so let's just use gonorrhea. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Brock Lensner had diverticulitis and didn't have the surgery, and he had an abscess in his abdomen, and his body apparently was able to overcome that. Hmm. That can happen. Hmm. Not every single person that got an STD or got an abscess back in the in the medieval times died. Hmm. Some of them did. A lot of them did. But not all of them did. So your body could possibly okay. fight this off. But let's just, let's just look at gonorrhea. If you don't treat gonorrhea, it can cause serious and even permanent health problems in both men and women. In women, it can cause a thing called uh, pelvic inflammatory disease. We've seen tubo ovarian abscesses, which is a uh, collection of gonorrhea and white blood cells in the fallopian tube, and it walls itself off. And then you get these high fevers, and they're sick as hell. You know, um, you can get scar tissue that blocks the fallopian tubes. You can it, that can increase the risk of ectopic pregnancy, which is a pregnancy in the tube instead of in the uterus. That can that's also life threatening. Uh, you can have infer, infertility. You can have pelvic pain forever. In men, uh, they can get a chronic uh, septic epididymitis which is uh, infection of the epididymis, which is a little structure where the um, uh, testicles adjoin with the tube that goes into the body, the, the vas deferens that you cut when you do a vasectomy. And that can cause pain or infertility. Uh, and every once in a while, it can go to your blood or your joints and uh, cause septic arthritis or sepsis that can be fatal. So if you got gonorrhea or you think you do, get it treated. Syphilis, we don't even get into stage <laughs> the stages of syphilis. Get so it anyway, treated. Yeah, get that stuff treated. Uh, maybe we'll do syphilis next time. Thanks always goes to Dr. Scott, to Tacey. Welcome back. Thank you, Tacey. It was delightful having you here. Thank you. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft. That Gould Girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy, 1008, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte Horror, the Sarasota Skank, Roland Campos, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, She Who Owns Pigs and Snakes, He Who Bones, She Who Owns Pigs and Snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, the great Rob Bartlett. Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's Daughter, Ron Bennington and Fez Watley. 
whose support of this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel. SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking and get off your asses and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.